Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Alchemy. So today's episode is actually inspired by some recent reading I've been doing from Walter Russell's book, The Secret of Light. And it's actually inspired by this particular quote. This ageless universe has no shape. It has a seeming infinite extension, but that extension is a reflected one. It goes on to say, the idea of continuity or discontinuity is based upon mirrored effect of initial cause. Continuity infers time. Time is but one of the effects which constitutes this universe. Time flows two ways, but the senses detect only the forward flow. They cannot detect the backward flow, which cancels out the forward flow. Time is as unreal as the wave universe is unreal. What is true in principle of one wave is true of all waves. Each wave is a two-way reflected extension of an equilibrium zero, which we call vibration. Vibrations appear, disappear, and reappear from their source of rest, just as the vibration of one wave disappears into zero of universal stillness, so do all vibrations disappear into the universal zero of stillness. So today I wanted to explore this quote and talk more in depth about time, what time really is, and how it is that we can have a new perspective of time thinking about time, taking actions centred around time, and living our lives differently from this new awareness. And I love meditating on thinking about, reading about, and talking about these concepts, as it is one way that I like to break out of the matrix, so to speak, and is a great practice in expanding our consciousness. So let us break free of this conditioned matrix and set the intention of being neutrally open to this information. So we know that time exists conventionally in our lives. Everything we do in our lives is centered around time. Everything we create is centered around time. But the funny thing is, time doesn't actually exist at all. We can liken time to a shadow right? Like a shadow isn't a thing. It has no properties. It has attributes which describe what a shadow is, but it has no properties itself. A shadow is the absence of something. It is the absence of light. It's the same as space. Space isn't a thing. It has no properties. It is, again, the absence of something. So with time, It also is not a thing itself. It has no properties. It is simply just the measure of masses and magnitudes. And this is exactly what time 
actually is. You know, what we have been used to calling time isn't just, in fact, the measure of, you know, past and future. And past and future don't exist in the here moment, quote unquote. They only exist in our minds as either a memory or a fantasy or a daydream. And I also want to note that even the term now doesn't really exist either as that too is also a measurement of time. But I'm just using it as a way to kind of differentiate between memories of the past and hopes or desires of the future, but there will be more on this topic in just a little bit. So past, present and future are all just measures, measurements. Measures of things changing, of the different choices and decisions and actions we took or are going to take. So in basic terms, time is the movement and measure of magnitude or mass. When you have magnetism, you have space. When you have space, you have what we call time. What exists between two atoms, which are what make up our physical reality via magnetism, well, it's just dimension. So dimension is time. So let's unpack that even further. Time is actually just the byproduct of magnitude. It is birthed by force, which is magnetism. Magnetism is a three-dimensional force vector. And if we were to imagine that as an image in our minds, it would be a toroidal shape or a toroidal geometry. So this is force and motion, which is the release of energy. Mass and magnetism is force and motion, inertia and acceleration. And everything else involved is just pressure mediation. So time, dimensions, magnitude and inflation are actually all just one in the same thing. And magnitude only moves in one direction. It starts from zero point and it moves forward, so to speak. It inflates or evolves. You know, just as the Greek philosopher Heraclitus quoted, you cannot step in the same river twice. Or the Indian proverb, you can never enter the same river twice. This is because everything changes with time. Things are never exactly the same when you revisit them. No water droplets in a stream can be touched again from that same moment and conditions in which you first touched it. So magnitude only has one direction and what we call time is us humans measuring the inflation of magnitude, of mass, of things manifesting in this third dimensional world. Everything physical including all of the events and circumstances and actions and choices and manifestations, you know, what comes up or manifests from these actions and choices. They're all physical things, right? They're all magnitude or governed by magnitude. You know, we even think of a continent or even a celestial body or like the moon or, I don't know, Jupiter. We can measure its magnitude in many forms, So, you know, how many kilometers away from us or a point or how long it takes to get there. So time is a measurement. 
And you know, it's funny, us humans really like to measure shit, don't we? But the thing is, Mother Nature doesn't. Mother Nature doesn't calculate or measure. No, nature simply just follows the rules or laws or works off of pressure mediation. Mother Nature's laws operate in finding balance. And here is another quote from Walter Russell's book, The Secret of Light. Weight is a measure of unbalance. It indicates that the intensity of desire of any mass, which is out of balance, to find balance. Every mass in the universe has its proper potential position. Every mass will find that position, if not prevented from doing so, by the bindings of other masses. So, I guess what I'm introducing to you guys is, is to practice seeing and operating in your life, not just from a measurement of some kind, like we're very accustomed to doing, but to instead be aware of the different pressures or states of being that present themselves to you each and every day, right? Like when a particular job is triggering you, to feel unhappy or overtired or invokes constant feelings of dissatisfaction, you feel pretty crappy. Well, this is a pressure state. And you know, with this awareness, you can choose if you want to keep following the fears associated with constantly measuring things in your life through time, or you can choose to try out choosing to see and make decisions or actions or choices through the laws of mother nature, through becoming aware of pressure mediation. The choice and the power is yours. So to quote unquote have or manifest more balance, so more people, things or circumstances in your life that represent balance or trigger feelings of more balance, you know, so less things that trigger extreme pressures or feelings, then you must be and embody more balance right? You must be that first in order to manifest that. And you cannot do this if you aren't first consciously aware of it to therefore make the conscious choices, decisions, and actions from this awareness. And you know, isn't it funny how so much of our lives revolve around time, right? Like all of our systems and structures of life revolves around something that doesn't actually exist, And if I think in physics terms, you know, we can retroductively use our logic from what we know about magnetism and field theory, and we can state that we can end it, you know, we can end time or know that time does not exist at the plane of inertia, which is the rest point or zero point. In metaphysics terms, you could also use the words like source or creator or God. The plane of inertia in physics is non-Cartesianal. The notion of where and when doesn't exist here. And for a refresher on field theory and magnetism and how it really works, then please go back and listen to episode 89, The Secrets of Magnetism, How Magnetism Actually Works. So when I meditated on this perspective, I thought about how time was, yeah, just a way to measure change. And I thought about how the one constant in life is that things are always changing. They're always expanding. They're ever evolving. They're always inflating. 
And even as I sat in silence with the intention of being in the now moment, I actually wasn't in fact in the now for a period of time because there was change in each millisecond, in each nanosecond, in each now moment of that nanosecond, my cells were dividing, different synapses were firing. I was never the same in each awareness of the now moment, right? My external environment was not the same in each awareness of the now moment. So therefore, in that now moment, the now moment didn't actually really exist either. So there is, in fact, no dissectable moment in time. Just like there is no way to touch the same flowing water of a stream twice in the exact same way with the exact same molecules or uh, droplets of water. So there really is no subsect of time. Each nanosecond of a subsect of time, including past, present and future, is just kind of like a photograph in a way, a photograph of that particular subsect of time. So time is flowing, time is inflating, it is expanding and it's always changing because time is just the measurement of that change that's occurring. It's always changing because time is just the measurement of change itself. Time is just the measurement of magnitude or mass. So everything in this physical world and everything that happens and goes on, evolving, inflating and expanding. So really the quote, be here now by Ram Das is just a reminder to implement the act of being more conscious in life. Because each now moment is never the same. You are never the same in each now moment at a very quantum level. And so, you know, thinking of this reminded me of some dreams and experiences that I've had throughout my life, you know, as a child and even into adulthood, just profound experiences of awarenesses where I was source energy or my consciousness was aware that I was source energy. It was there that, you know, I really had the knowing that nothing really existed, yet everything existed, right? It was what I now know of as pure potentiality. The existence of consciousness alone. You know, I was a frequency, a buzz, a vibration. And something that was just unlike anything that I knew or know of in this physical world, yet it was so familiar and just seemed to make sense. And then so after that, you know, a thought or a quote came to mind of the the only constant is change. And for some reason, I knew that teaching on an even deeper level, you know, for whatever reason, it brought me more peace in accepting whatever bigger change comes. In accepting whatever manifestations of change that occurs in my life, you know, it's all okay. And it was a deeper level of acceptance for me since I have been in so much big change the last couple of years. So that was cool. But then I explored that acceptance even further. And I thought about how acceptance of this constant change on a quantum level, you know, inflating, expanding outwards to a macro level is actually so incredibly necessary to embody 
for how are we to recognize and act upon the changes and the opportunities presented to us if we don't fully accept that things must change? It is a fundamental law of how our reality works. They're always changing. They're always inflating. They're always expanding. So any worries then of, you know, running out of time dissipated, you know, worries of if I would get my production work done in time or would I get this episode out in time? And then I thought about the dream that I actually had last night where I found a huge wrinkle on my forehead. And in my dream, I was like, oh, my God, like, how did I not see this before? Oh, my gosh, I'm getting older. And so thinking of that dream, I extended that same sentiment out further. You know, the worries of time and aging then dissipated and the worries of my age of, you know, having children or having certain things accomplished by a certain age, that all dissipated too. I just found a sense of peace about it. And, you know, I thought about people who worry constantly about aging or, you know, try to preserve their age through getting Botox or facelifts and, you know, they just... I think deep down, they all have this underlying fear of time itself, right? Like they're trying to preserve a moment of time that can never be preserved instead of expanding their awareness and addressing their fears of time or their fears of lack of time. And I thought about that and I broke it down further and saw how lack translates in so many other ways too. Lack of, you know, not feeling good enough not feeling healthy enough or pretty enough, right? Like lack is to be without. And when you really distill it down, any lack and how it translates into all the different fears and limiting beliefs at its most fundamental core is fears of being without love or unconditional love. So these people may feel in order to be accepted or validated in some way within the energies of unconditional love that they must preserve that moment of youth and beauty, which is something that can't be preserved artificially anyways. Really, that youth and true beauty must be known and embodied from within in embodying more energies and beliefs of unconditional love of oneself. And that made me think of just a few conversations I've been having the last couple of weeks with all sorts of people, actually, especially here in the mountains where I live, where It's quite a common thing where many people who live here, or at least, you know, just people I'm around a lot, they look youthful. They look younger than their age. And I made those comments to them and we talked about how, was it because we were happy? Was it because we were choosing a life that was true and authentic to us? We are following our joys, our passions, following what's true and right for us. You know, was it because we were living a life that embodied more of that zero-point energy? You know, we can think of the laws of physics, how time doesn't exist at the plane of inertia, at zero point. And we know that following our higher selves and our authentic joys and passions and creating from this place and taking actions from this place is to create from zero point or source or creator. So could it be that time slows down, therefore slowing down the manifestation of aging? 
you know, when we make choices, spend time with people, take actions and create from a more balanced place, from that place of zero point, from our higher authentic selves and wants and passions and desires, instead of from our fears and limiting beliefs or conditioning by others or society. So less from polarized or extreme feelings and belief systems. When we're embodying more of that zero point energy in our everyday lives, could we be slowing down time or aging for ourselves? And now we can't stop time entirely as we have to respect that we exist in this physical third dimensional plane where there are certain laws that govern this plane. So magnetism, magnitude, mass, it all exists. And there's laws that govern magnetism and mass. So therefore the expansion of this mass, this inflation of this mass and involvement of this mass and unfolding of life, well, it is inevitable. We can't stop it. But could embodying more of the zero point energy counteract or slow down the manifestation of inflation, of physical aging. I was just thinking about this in my meditation. <laughs> and then it went deeper. And I thought, well, if so, the more of us who do this and embody this knowing, could we then be collectively contributing to the slowing down of Earth's aging? Or could we help to manifest collectively an Earth or world that was more balanced, more in alignment with zero point. So what would that look like? That would look like less extreme or polarized weather patterns or climate extremes. And the laws of mother nature therefore wouldn't have to mediate pressure points. It wouldn't have to seek balance through certain events or manifestations to achieve this balance so you know all of these worries about not having enough time or right which is coming from lack or not feeling good enough or not feeling pretty enough or not feeling youthful enough which is also lack they're all just fear and we know that fears are just illusions right these fears in our minds aren't actually what's happening in real time these fears are just based off of memories and learnt beliefs from the past and in which we hold on to and keep recreating in each and every here and now moment, therefore manifesting our future. And again, remembering that the past, right, that is time, is also just an illusion too. So I thought about how it is that we can take this knowing and this awareness and apply it in our everyday lives. And so... I thought I would just keep it real simple for you guys and share that anytime you catch yourself worrying about time or age or, you know, running out of time or basing your decisions off of fears of time or worrying about how long someone's going to last or something's going to last, either a bad feeling or something that's making you feel good, then you want to just catch yourself and just become aware that, hey, I'm having this fearful thought. Become aware of that fear. And so then you want to tell yourself first that this fear, the actual thought and feeling of fear, is not based off of a real tangible thing that's actually happening. The fear itself is based off of a memory or a learnt belief, usually rooted in the past. 
So then you've got to tell yourself, well, that was based off of the past and time is also not a real tangible thing. And then from there, you realise that time is just a measurement of any choice, decision or action that you take. This includes how long you spend worrying about, obsessing about or overthinking about any fears or limiting beliefs or thoughts that stem from these fears or limiting beliefs. So that there, just doing that alone, shifts things. Because you realize then that you have the power to take different actions and make different choices. So you may find then that you may no longer procrastinate or feel unfocused. You may experience receiving an inner knowing of exactly what action or decision to make or what change is needed. It's then that the information from our higher selves from zero point can come through. And it comes through because you are now no longer unconsciously operating, so thinking about or taking actions, from the fear, from the illusion of not having time. So what you might find is is that you then are aware of another choice or another bit of information, a different way to do something or a different action to take than what your ego mind was telling you from your unconscious fear. So then you may not take the action that's associated with the fear of not having enough time. And the more you do this, the more it then results in less manifestations of not having enough time. (laughs) And do you know what's really funny? As I was saying that, do you know what I just realized? Isn't it funny that we fear not having enough time? Like really think about that. Like we, all of us, we've all done it. I still do it to this day. We fear that we don't have enough time. And it's funny because it's true. We never really ever have time because it doesn't exist. We're fearing not having something that doesn't exist anyway. And really, we are the ones that are actually creating the illusion of time by believing that it actually does exist by taking actions from a place of the belief that it exists. And then we fear its very existence, yet we're the ones that's actually creating it. (sighs) Now, I'm not saying to go about your lives, you know, not going to work on time or not handing in that paper on time or just, you know, not setting your alarms. There are obvious ways in which the structure of time is useful. But what I am saying, however is to just think on the information that I just shared or why not even meditate on it? Go for a walk and think about it. Go for a walk out in nature and see how nature operates under the laws of pressure mediation. And then from there, why not implement the actions that I suggested in regards to any personal fears that you may have about time? This includes aging or having or doing certain things by a certain point of time in your life. Now, if you guys want to study this notion even further, then I've actually linked some awesome resources in the show notes, including free PDFs on the books Time and Eternity by Ananda Kumaraswamy and Walter Russell's book The Secret of Light. I hope you guys really enjoyed the information that I shared with you today. And as always, please make sure to share this information with anyone that you feel called to share with at this time. Have an awesome week, everyone. 
Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials. Share this podcast with friends and why not leave this podcast a review? Owen, oh, hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. The other day I asked my manager if I could finish my shift early. She said as long as I made up the time, it was fine with her. I said, okay, it's 15 past 30.